Need more salt. Hello and welcome to the Super Salty Podcast with me, Neil Estorari, and my co-host. Max Wallace, who is um, sort of a co-host on the, on the on the podcast. How's everybody doing? Uh, and specifically you, you're the only person I'm talking to. How's life? How you been? Well, Max, everyone has played The Last of Us 2, apart from you. <laughs> yeah, but today, yeah, I am actually the last one. You're, you're the last of all of us, really. Two. Yeah, the uh, the United States uh, Census Bureau came by. They sort of have gone door to door physically to every house, um, and they already came by earlier to you know get my information like my 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 gender, my weight, my 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 age. But this time they did a second um, come around and make sure I played The Last of Us too. Uh, Is this a real thing? That I hadn't. No, I'm just making. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there is a, there is a census. There is a census, but I did that shit online, even though people do go door to door, but they don't ask about The Last of Us 2, that I know of. We'll see next year if the US census asks if I've played The Last of Us 2. We could could start doing it, couldn't we? I don't see why not. (laughs) Um, Today... I mean, it's good to know. Today, we're going to attempt to review The Last of Us. I've completed it. Max is about, I think, a third of the way through, which is enough to comment on how the game plays. And I will, we will also do, well, we'll do no spoilers, and then we'll do spoilers for the first third, but we'll be, make it clear when we start doing that. And I know exactly where you are, so I won't go any further. But how are you finding it? You know, it's a fun time. Um, I. It's it's itching a lot of the it's scratching or it's scratching a lot of the itches that I have for uh, for a game like this for a sort of survival fun times adventure game. Um, I, like, I like collecting things. It feels good to, to collect the things. It feels real good to upgrade stuff to be rewarded for looking around. And there's a lot of that. If anything, I don't know if you get this, but it it I feel like it adds a bit of anxiety when i'm at the point where i know that when i walk through the next door that it's the next part and i can't go back like did i look at everything did i did i get an did i look in every crevice did i forget an important upgrade that i'm gonna need um but i think that's just me i i don't feel like like surely i've missed stuff but like i'm fine in the game like i'm not struggling with where i'm at i I die when i get careless that's a sign of a good game i think the only times i really die in the game and I'm on like the normal, whatever the default difficulty is. I die when I'm like careless. When I like, you know, instead of taking the sneaky route, I just shoot somebody. <laughs> That's when I die. One of the most embarrassing parts is, um, well, the game, you can make uh, silences for your gun, which are the most unrealistic things ever. And not only is the concept of a silencer on a gun unrealistic, the ones that you make are literally made out of a plastic bottle and some cloth, which is absurd however they break and if you're not paying attention which i was not for the majority of the game i kept going to use it and the silencer was already broken and everyone was just on my ass yeah isn't it isn't that really just um for the purposes of suppressing a muzzle flash rather than the noise i think the noise is just 
you can't make a pistol silent, can you? Can you really? No. Is that even well, possible? I mean, I mean, okay. I've, I have like my own, like one man like X Files, which isn't really like, um, I call it like my own one man little X Files. Just weird things that I have found on the internet, and one of them is this is a bit sort of off topic. When I was really when I was a hey, teenager, we, do that. we can do that. I found like bomb squad footage that they had like thrown one of their bomb squad robots into the sewer because they were like there is some sort of biological monstrosity down here and like in the the tube of the sewer just all the all around the walls and the ceiling even though it's a tube it was like this like fleshy moving grossness and like they had no idea what it was it was like something out of resident evil and then the bomb squad robot gets close to one of the like the for lack of a better word tumors and it looks like muscle fiber of a muscle fiber just like warping and shaping and what it actually was was a infestation of a type of worm that had like congealed together and all over the surface of this uh, i don't know if it was a storm drain or a sewer or what but it was it sounds disgusting. like whatever this is is more in shape than me <laughs> when it was like when the robot agitated it all of the worms start wriggling around and it just looks like just intestinal muscle just moving and squirming like a version of hell so that was one thing another thing is um well in um battlefield uh, i want to call it battlefield 4 there is a in the multiplayer i think it's battlefield 4 there is basically a minigun that is like a rocket drone and they're like this is the most absurd thing ever and turns out it's based on a real thing like a rocket powered it just looks like a flying minigun it's just like a flying minigun that's rocket powered and it was actually developed as a way to destroy nukes in space <laughs> and then wow yeah, <laughs> I, th yeah. I had to do some real uh, mental gymnastics to put the um, a picture together of what that would be in my head for a moment before I could listen to the rest of what you were saying. I'd be like, a rocket power minigun, like a minigun. Uh, Imagine like a like kind of minigun, but just mm -hmm. levitating in air because of rockets attached to it. That's what it was, and it was oh, wow. designed as a um, a way to destroy nukes in space. Remind me why I started talking about this, because there was a point to it. There's a third thing, but I've forgotten about it. Oh, yeah, um, silencers. Can't help you on that. Silencers. <laughs> there, there is a way yes. to make like a gun effectively like near silent, and by by silent I mean like as loud as a stapler, like an office stapler. And um, it's a. Uh, there was a dude that was known for making guns before that was like a real hobby. Like people have learned to do that in the last, like I feel like 15 years, but he was ahead of the curve and like he made a scary silent gun that was like subsonic bullets. So you don't break the sound barrier with the bullets and it just sounds like a, just a little clicking of a stapler is about what it sounds like. So yeah, you can make a silent gun, but not with a bottle and a piece of cloth. Okay, okay, it's possible, um, but the realm of possibility is far outside of um, garbage and recyclables. Got it. 
Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I swear. Sense, I'd say. I swear that like this game was supposed to have like you steal the alternator out of a car or like a car part and make a silencer out of it but i don't maybe it got scrapped or maybe i'm just thinking of a different game i think i might be thinking of a different game actually but otherwise the gunplay i found floaty and annoying but i know that you got used to it quick yeah i'm okay at it i mean i'm not especially good at it in general i do uh much better with mouse and keyboard shooters i just am that's like where the majority of my muscle memory for games like that is in that kind of control scheme. But, like, it's fine. And I think a lot of um, the way that the uh, the sections where you would be shooting a gun are set up anyway um, is that it kind of requires you to set yourself up to, to handle it. Like, okay, um, I can hear this person coming, or I, I'm holding R1 down, and I can see them breathing, and they're coming around the corner. I can hear them or whatever. So you, you set up your crosshair where they're going to be and you kind of let them run into it i think it rewards you for stuff like that so like is it great is the game good for like on the fly really quick aiming like you're about to die you better hit this person with a bullet kind of thing no (laughs) (laughs) i've died so many times when someone's like six feet away from me and i like can't hit them like that's happened i think um in the near future of where you are in the game uh you will kind of need to try and pull that off because um there are melee enemies that i think it's okay to talk about the different factions i don't think that's a spoiler there's a wlf which i hate being up against because they have dogs and the dogs firstly you don't really like it sucks killing animals in a game especially dogs actually it sucks killing domesticated dogs more than it sucks killing like wild animals in Far Cry. It really, it really gripes me the wrong way. And I kind of feel like it's a cheap thing to do to gamers to be like, what don't gamers like? Let's make her something, let's make them feel bad and controversial. Oh, let's make them kill dogs. You can't actually complete the game without killing a dog, I think. And um, they are really hard to deal with. They're really hard to do. Have you played the section with dogs? So, I mean, I've seen... You know what? No, I don't think I've had to go up against the dog yet. I've seen them, but I think they were just... They were they were showing me the dogs from a distance, walking with a group of people just to show you, like, hey, there's going to be dogs. Oh, but no. I, I, haven't fought, I haven't fought them yet. No. Oh, no, Max. You're in, you're in very deep danger because there is a part where, like, the difficulty genuinely spikes and i'm gonna cut to you just so they can see your face being sad <laughs> the, there is a part where like the freaking difficulty is really way up there just because there are so many dogs on patrol and you need to try and stealth it but at the same time naughty dog for once don't show you clearly where you need to go <laughs> and it's like well you just end up trying to wander around if you get too close to the dog they immediately know where you are if you get in a dog will track your like scent and like will follow the path you took and that's hard to deal with but like what i do know is that the the dogs have like a pretty narrow field of view so if you try and escape them you can in fact they can't climb stuff so like you could climb something and just deal with them that way but that's in like a combat scenario not a stealth scenario so yeah 
Yeah, it's kind of like how they say that predators have like eyes that face forward and uh, prey have eyes that like go out to the side so they can like see around them better. Because hmm. it's like, you know, if you're not right in front of them, they'd have to turn their head. Not not great peripheral vision on dogs, it would seem. The other, I don't know. The other enemy type is um, they call them scars and they are like a... Um, they tend to use bow and arrows and melee weapons. I think they do use guns. But like bow and arrows, melee weapons, and they communicate via whistles to each other, which is very interesting because then you can get a sense on where the position is, as well as um, when there's they do like call whistles and response whistles, so then you can figure out if you have like one or two left, which is really good. So like oh, you, you, oh, you, okay, that's great. Yeah. You won't get a response whistle if someone does a cool whistle because obviously everyone's dead and that's how you know the last one's there. But they're much easier to deal with because they don't have dogs. And they're really easy to stealth with because... Not easy to stealth with. They're so much more manageable because they also separate themselves from each other and go on patrol and they're really quiet. So, like, you can be really quiet and just, just deal with them. So I enjoyed those parts a lot actually i enjoy i enjoy combat with the scars because the yeah, the wolves I think that, that would sound very rewarding to to get through you know with a with a new skill that you you've acquired uh in a way also the the melee combat on the scars is something else and like it's it's really good and through the game you learn how to like dodge it's very hard with different, certain enemies, especially stalkers. Stalkers are very fast swiping, and I guess clickers, you have no chance really. But like with a human enemy, uh, in a fist fight or a melee fight, um, you will have opportunities to learn how to dodge, and it's actually pretty good. Like it works well. In fact, there was one mini boss, I guess, where I managed to do the whole thing without getting hit once, but that took like some training. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It seems to be a game that rewards a skilled player. So far. I'm down with that. It's good times. Do you... What do you think of the, like, there's a leveling system or, like, a skill system? There's a skill system where you need to use pills to learn how to do things, which is absurd, but, you know, it's a video game. And I always find that, like, I want to create, like, a couple different items, but they use the same resources, and the resources are not... They're too scarce. Like, they're just a little bit too scarce, so I have to choose one over the other. And usually, they're so scarce, I will always choose this one over the other, and I find myself never having both at any given time. Yeah, I'm getting that a bit, too. Um, especially, I kind of also get it with... um equipment upgrades i feel like every time I, I i get to a point where i'm at an upgrade table i'm really only like um i'm only upgrading one thing at a time i'm like okay cool i have um i've better aim on one of my two pistols <laughs> and i have no nuts and bolts left for the other stuff so i guess i'm gonna walk out of here with a barely noticeable upgrade that i'm probably gonna forget about 
Where it's like it's been like it's been like forty five minutes, hour since I've upgraded last. Like I should be able to upgrade more. Like I've put in some work. I've been through yeah. some shit. Mm-hmm. Give give me give me some steady aim and also a bigger magazine. I can tell you, or or at least another, another you know, I want to upgrade like two things. You have to like really work for it. They like don't mm-hmm. baby you in this game. They like really, mm-hmm. you really have to work for your upgrades. You won't upgrade everything in your first playthrough, and the new game it doesn't plus, look like it. No, you. It's just not feasible. And the new game plus actually um gives you the things from your last playthrough, so you can continue upgrading them. Okay, so Horizon Zero Dawn style. I like it. Yeah. Um but speaking of, Horizon Zero Dawn's coming to Steam. Is what it? Think about that. Gonna, That's pretty dope. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. I, I bet that will run really well on PC. I have it on PlayStation 4. Me too. And I never completed it, so I don't know. But that that engine I, wanted, I like I could see myself getting it again so I could play it again. Yeah, you'd really like that game. That kind of person. You find yeah, Aloy it's cute. It's really good. I do. Yes. She has really good hair. Um, also voiced by Ashley Birch. I have a separate uh, crush on her also, just from way back in the day of, you know, she's just been around and she's cool. So it's it's a deep-seated thing. It's deep-seated no, it's, it's a good game is why I like it. It's a good game. It's really good. And also those things don't hurt, but it's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> back to the scraps in last of us 2 i yes forget I, everything i said no i i, I will store it and lock it away <laughs> and tease you another time um the, it's fine the scraps the in last of us 2 are just the scraps are just a nuisance like you will feel like you must be able to like upgrade a weapon fully like two weapons fully from the amount of stuff and sometimes you come across a bench and you're like I'm not going to use anything but I'd say like every four benches is about the time where you have enough scraps to make some serious upgrades that you'll notice and all of my upgrades go into like stability all of them because the weapon sway especially with Ellie it's just too much it's just too much and it's that's what I'm also upgrading into Mm. I mean like they're all tempting especially the damage one i almost always will just go straight to damage because i feel like everything else benefits from higher damage it's like oh you want a higher magazine well if you have more damage you have to use less bullets to kill these people so Mm. damage is good for everything but but it requires so much to upgrade damage on these things that i just go for stability yeah because because then you can get headshots easier yeah which is almost in a roundabout way a damage upgrade in its own way. If you... I mean, my logic was, what's the point in upgrading the other stuff if I can't make the shots, you know? And... Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. that's a good point. Coming from PC games, where if you're good enough, any weapon, like even a pistol, can be used like a sniper if you can, if you can make it. Especially in like, you know, uh, like Overwatch, Counter-Strike games where like simply put if you have a weapon that doesn't have a lot of recoil or spray or sway um you can just use it so i just wanted everything to feel just a lot tighter we've talked about this before how um naughty dogs aiming feels like it has a weight to it like uh like it has some sort of thumbstick acceleration i'm not a fan but like at least as the game goes on 
you learn how to like hone it in. One thing that I really wanted to do, one not wanted to do because I learned about it after I finished it, but some of the motion sickness accessibility stuff, by the way, this game has insane accessibility. You can actually play it blind, like a, a blind person can play this game if you switch on the right accessibility stuff. But for the motion sickness That's one, sick. they have like a always on crosshair. And I was like, I wish that I had that on because that would just help me so much, especially with some motion sickness stuff. Because I play the game in a window on my computer because my screen's so big. I was, I'm never going to play it 43 inches across in the 4K screen sitting this close. So I have it on my Elgato and I play it through my Elgato and I was streaming it as well. So it all made sense. But um, actually, now I mention it, the game does have a field of view slider for a console game. That's insane. But um, I yeah, always... Yeah, I almost never see that. Yeah, I always play most things windowed and at a specific size that like the Kona vision makes sense to my brain so I don't feel sick. I mean, I played Doom uh, not that long ago. And I stopped because I was like, I am actually motion sick. Like I'm, and it's just simply because I didn't take the time to put the field of view correctly. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. It's it's good to have options like that, and uh, a lot of times it perf- it affects the performance too. With a higher field of view, you just see more. The game has to render more, mm. which is which I think, and and I'm sure you think, is why it's so like impressive and strange and surprising that there's a field of view slider in a console game mm. at all mm-hmm. <laughs> but if it's going to happen it's going to be the ps2 ps4 pro i can tell you about some of the um accessibility features because i looked into it and like the way a blind person can effectively play this game and they do like legally blind and just straight up blind people is that there are enough options there that like change how the game works one of which is like when you prone, you're basically invisible, even though if you're right in front of people. Or, like, there's a button that you can set up on the controller that will always turn the camera towards progress, and your character will always face where they're supposed to go. Um, And there's just other stuff. Like, if you're partially blind, you can make it... um, All of the good characters are one color. The environment is just white, and all the bad stuff is red. And uh, the things you need to pick up are yellow. And if you're, like, really hard of sight... Is hard of sight a term? If you have, like, really bad vision, you can play the game that way. And also, the game has um, audio descriptions, which I found really interesting. And that must take so much work to do. But yeah, you can play the game if you have most disabilities. And you can just figure it out, which is great. You know what I would do? I would, I would like, if I saw on Twitch... Someone was streaming the game uh, who was not disabled, but was put on like a blindfold and used these options and tried to get through it. That would be so fascinating to see how accommodating it is, even for like that. I'm so curious to see like what that would be like to use to use just those. See how well you could do. That's interesting and very impressive, actually. And that and you know, a bit of extra effort that I feel like a lot of developers, perfectly fine, competent developers maybe would, would overlook thinking that it was too daunting of a task mm. to, um, you know, to, to make a game that accessible because of how much you would have to do 
and and maybe for it to not work after all the all the time and money investment to make it work so good on them for doing that very neat so tempted to try it (laughs) yeah i i can see it in your eyes you're like i'm gonna do that i mean i I applaud you i think about i'll have to like beat the game and then yeah you know yeah i don't think i'd enjoy it but um no it would be gimmicky for me mm -hmm. an able-bodied person to do it it would be it would be a gimmick is what it would be at the at the most but i'm i'm interested because that's really cool i just think it's really cool um obviously i finished the game so i know the story from beginning to end and you're about a third of the way through but most of the controversial stuff happens in the beginning so do you have opinions on like the story or how people are, have taken the story? Is everyone just a bitchy, whiny little baby is what I'm asking. And to be clear, for, especially for the viewers, we are spoiling up to where I'm at. Okay. Is, so from is, here on, we're going to do spoilers from a third. Uh, yeah, it'll be really difficult to comment on the story without like saying stuff. So like Max is a third into the game and we're only going to talk about the first like third. But it is spoilers. Yeah. So if you haven't played it, go away. And to be clear, and to be clear for the people listening who maybe have played a bit of it, like me, I am in a I am in a theater. I just left the TV station, and Dina has given us some news. That's where we're at. Uh, opinions? I I don't know. It's a lot happening at once. It's a lot of like me having to figure things out. And I'm hearing some fun noises on your end, which is really cool. Sorry, train Possibly a semi-truck, maybe a fan. Okay, I figured it was some sort of a vehicle. And that's real life. This is how you know we aren't, you know, CGIing this podcast in a, in a studio. Um, back to the game. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm still in the beginning. I'm still just along for the ride trying to see where the hell everything is going because there are all these factions that are slowly revealing themselves to me. I'm picking up a lot of notes and things on the ground with some handwriting written to some people, some photos. It's, it's all sort of building up in front of me right now. I haven't seen a clear picture as of yet, but that's also because I'm sort of in the beginning. Um, But thus far, my feelings are that I'm, I'm trusting the direction of the story. I don't feel disappointed really in any way necessarily in terms of the story. Um, yeah, I'm in. I'm along for the ride. I'm I'm sticking around to see what the heck's going on. And I fully intend on uh, getting to the end eventually in, in a much slower pace than you did. But, but I will do it. I will do it. I. Now, what about yourself? I think like one thing that I'd like to be able to address straight up is like what happens in the beginning which is like where everyone gets turned off because, well, we're in spoiler section now. If you didn't know, go away. Yep. In the first two Warning hours. number two. In the first two hours, um, Joel dies in a really sort of harsh and like it's a bad way to go. It's just a bad way to go. It's on par with um, The Walking Dead and how they killed Glenn, which if you didn't want a Walking Dead spoiler either, oof, sorry. But it's been a long time since that. But, like, it was so bad that a lot of people just decided that they didn't want to watch the show anymore. It really, really sucked, honestly, to see um 
to see like a fan favorite character go like that and obviously in the in uh the last of us 2 uh you play as joel for the majority of the first game you play as ellie for a little bit of the game um you the entire world is through joel's eyes and you see him on this like redemption sort of story where like you know that his real life daughter died he became like a bad person like a bandit and then he met ellie and ellie was like a hope for humanity and a hope in his life and he managed to um rekindle with his own fatherhood but with like a different child and like you know ellie doesn't call her dad but effectively he is her guardian <clears throat> and then for the game to only let you for the last of us 2 to only let you play as joel riding a horse and playing the guitar and then he and then a character you play as abby for a little bit and then when they get to their destination after joel saves her she smashes his head in with a golf club yeah it's heavy it's really heavy but a lot of people are so upset that they don't want to see the game through and a lot of people are so upset that they like hate abby and won't see the game through and like i said last episode when did men get so weak <laughs> you know yeah i'm with you on that i think at the end of the day i think it's possible that people just get so immersed that they forget that these aren't real people this isn't it's it's art all these things are creative decisions and they only make sense in the context of a completed story you don't know if these things happened or worth it or not if you don't check the shit afterward i yeah i'm like you can i think it's fine to choose not to finish things that we have so many games and 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 things to choose from in our lives so so many pieces of media like whatever but don't don't be putting your thoughts and reviews out in terms of absolutes about a game you haven't finished Mm. see it through you know you know it's i don't think it's such a bad thing to write a story like it's real life in real life people die for shitty reasons randomly that's real life and i don't know why why couldn't why couldn't the last of us be a reflection of real life in some ways i'm i'm sticking around to see if what's happened has been worth it or if it benefits the story or or if or if this happening to Joel is some sort of allegory for him going to ridiculous lengths to protect her in the first game or if it's going to help Ellie in her development as a as a growing young woman I don't know I don't know but I'm just I'm just going to see anyway I feel like that's the that's the best thing to do is to just stick around and see what the hell it is well so yeah I don't know it's a video game i'm not like let's just let's just you know gain perspective it's a video game like it's fine it's okay it's okay it's a video (laughs) game it's that yeah like it's a you know if you're willing to put the game down two hours in because it upset you you have a soft skull and you need to mature the hardness of your skull before you go forward soft skull smooth brain (laughs) soft skull smooth brain exactly smooth brain is my favorite thing to say i love like (laughs) smooth brain cracks me up so much i love that phrase just the just the the visual 
of a brain with like no with like no sections of it just like a solid piece of like like raw chicken basically <laughs> well with like no <laughs> i i started saying that because like um my girlfriend has dyspraxia so she's like hit me in the head a couple times by accident and i'm like ah my soft skull because that's like a detrimental joke to say that i haven't matured as a human being because children have soft skulls and um, what i've learned is that um you know some ordinary gamer on um youtube he uses the insult smooth brain and i i found it funny that he's using he's like my canadian twin he uses the insult smooth brain and i use the insult soft skull (laughs) or soft head yeah they're in the same they're in the same they're cousins those those terms Maybe me and some ordinary yeah, gamer yeah. are cousins and we just don't know. <laughs> it's perfectly possible. It's a, it's a small world. There's not a lot of us humans out there. There really isn't. So, no. there are a couple things about like the story, like thematically, generally speaking, that um, it's obviously not playing it safe in any way. Um, the way the story is told, the themes of the story. There are a couple aspects of the story that I feel the game sort of bashes you over the head a bit too much with. Like, oh, this is bad, isn't it? And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's bad. You didn't need to do it more than once, but yeah, it's bad. But overall, um, I think what the story is trying to do is show you this evil, evil world where there is just horrible things happening everywhere and horrible things happen to everyone kind of regardless of perspective and i also feel like the game forgets that it has already given you enough information to work out things that happen or things that will happen it's a game that time jumps so like you know you remember the names and the people that they were talking about and you're not surprised later on when the game's like, haha, and you're like, you literally told me this. And I guess that's a criticism on like how the story is told. But I don't necessarily think it's like that detrimental. I do feel like in the first two hours of the game. How about instead of playing as Abby at all? and potentially not even playing as Ellie. You just played as Joel. You just played as Joel for the first two hours, and the story plays out like the same, but you just begin as Joel. You go around with Tommy to do all the things that you said you were going to do. You find Abby in trouble. You play out all the stuff that Abby did, um, and but you're playing as Joel. And then you get to the point where Abby bashes Joel's skull in. And then you cut and you just do Ellie's, what Ellie was doing the entire time. And at least that way, you've played as Joel for a good amount of, well, more of the game. Do you have an opinion on that? Yeah, I think I would like to like to have seen something like that. It, you know, of course, is going to draw parallels uh, like you're naturally going to do to the first game where you play mostly as Joel. So it's like, okay, all right, this is The Last of Us. Here I am. I am Joel, and we are the last of them, too. Um, and I feel like, you know, you you get intimate with a player 
or a character that you play as in the game. So I feel like maybe the Joel's death would be it would be it would have more of a well, I don't know if it needs to hit harder. It already hit pretty hard. No pun intended. It's pretty <laughs> tough. It's a pretty tough one. It's a pretty tough part of the story. And there there are sections of this game that like really liked I'm like take my like my, I just lose my breath. I just like I don't get like properly spooked by games very much anymore. There are a few games that will do that to me still, which is Amnesia the Dark Descent, that always gets me. And uh Subnautica. Because the ocean is terrifying. Um about that game. Yeah, I think that would be neat. Maybe we should play as Joel. The where you're at in the game, a third of the way through, where you've played stuff and like Ellie has told Dina that um she's immune and Dina is like, what the fuck? And then Dina tells Ellie, I think we can spoil it now because you know it, I know it. We've told people where about yep. we are. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned before where I'm at. I said I'm in the theater. So if you're in the theater, if you haven't been to the theater, then you know we're past where you are. Okay. But if you know, yeah, we're good. We're good. Dina is pregnant. And uh, Ooh. it was throughout and the game. And Ellie's the father. <laughs> that would be okay. But um, <laughs> um, throughout the game, Dina is actually... In the first third of the game, Dina is being sick. And I was just thinking, I swear to God, if she's going to turn on us, I'm going to smash her head. Also, I don't really like her character. I think she's a bit of a home wrecker. She wrecked her own home. But um, well, it doesn't, that analogy doesn't really quite pan out if you really think about it. But the, the character needs to be sold to me. But um, the... I just went... My mind just went blank. The, the idea... I think it just goes back to, like, the game tries to surprise you, but it's already given you enough information to spoil the surprise. So before she even opened her mouth, on stream, I was like, she's pregnant, isn't she? And then she went, I'm pregnant. And I was like, fuck's sake, Dina. <laughs> just fuck's sake. I think my brain was too, sm my brain was a little too smooth to anticipate that. That did catch me by surprise. One thing that, di that, that didn't, though... I, I had a feeling, I was maybe 50% sure that Joel was going to die. And I'll tell you the moment I knew, which was um, uh, Joel taught Ellie a little bit of the guitar. He brought the guitar in and they had that like little, that sort of like awkward slash heartwarming moment there with the guitar. And then uh, it's like, all right, I'll uh, give you a lesson tomorrow. I'm like, oh, fuck, that lesson's not happening. Is it? <laughs> it's not happening. No. Yeah, see you tomorrow. He's not going to see her tomorrow, is he? God damn it. So you called it. You called it really early. Then <laughs> that's like. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't sure, but I'm like, that sounded so ominous. I'm like, this is a game about. This is like a sad, like crazy things happen kind of game. Mm. why would why would she get her guitar lesson tomorrow like something's gonna happen i don't know if ellie's gonna die i don't know if jill's gonna die i so uh, yeah. i think what the game does is it puts itself in like a really bad place and then like it redeems itself over time and i don't think where you are it has quite fully redeemed itself i think where you're at you are ellie is like just this person that she's leaning into like all the hate that she has in her and she's not necessarily a good person at the moment, and nor does she necessarily make good decisions. 
I do have a lot to say about like The Last of Us 1 was a game where throughout the entire game you dedicate yourself to this one character Ellie and whilst you play as Joel and then at the end it, the game gives you an ultimatum but it doesn't give you a choice and a lot of people thought that it that's the point in the game where it should have given you just a straight up choice kill Ellie and find the cure for humanity or kill uh, kill your way out and save Ellie and the game doesn't give you that choice and the only thing you can do is actually I remember the game actually made you shoot the doctor that pulled a scalpel out on you which you see in the um, yeah. flashback and that was shitty um, but yeah that and then what I find in this game is that there are places in the story where Ellie is given a choice and she decides for you <laughs> which is like sort of like a missed opportunity to me I feel like it's a, there's going to be a point very soon in your playthrough after where you are where like straight up Ellie is given like a this way that way choice and you don't make the choice Ellie makes the choice Here, yeah okay so I'm I'm more or less with you on that that it's almost always a better idea for important decisions to give the choice to the player because the player then experiences the feeling the weight of a decision. You get to feel how you suddenly realize how like important characters or whatever it is that's at stake is to you. I think that's like a great storytelling thing to do. But at the same time, and especially for the ultimatum you're talking about at the very end of the first game where you have to decide to, you know kill ellie get get the vaccine or let her live and which is possibly selfish and then no one gets the vaccine then then what do you do for the second game that's the thing because it's like a consistent story that is based on something that happened for sure in the first game so if you do get to choose the ending of the first game then what do you do for the second game i i don't know i feel I mean, like i think it's, it's doable but i don't know I feel like it's perfectly doable. Like you have a choice at the end of the game and the sequel is just the choice for this one thing that means that the world would continue in this world. I think it's doable. I think this game can have throughout the story, actually throughout the story, definitely for sure, narrative wise, there are like this way, that way choices that different characters make and end up in the same place. But the player doesn't get to choose which way they go even though they're going to end up in the same place a good number of times. Um, but I guess I get what I'm here. I'll tell you what I'm, maybe I'm not like explaining my thoughts, right? Okay. So say you as a player decide, okay, it's better for the world. If Ellie dies and we get the vaccine, then last of us two comes out and she's alive. Isn't that weird? Mm, no, I think it's doable. I think it's, I think it's weird Okay. in a way, but like, I think it's perfectly doable i think we i think games have done it before i see what you mean so you you just as the player have to just kind of be like that wasn't my choice but okay and then you get over it which i think is perfectly possible yeah yeah it's just a weird thing yeah it's it's pro it's probably a weird thing um like like the game like the far cry games can do that because the stories themselves are like not connected mm. to each other really mm. like different characters and stuff like you can like you know do you do you do you stay on the island? Do you leave? Do you 
mate with this weird island goddess so weird far cry 4 because it's so strange that was weird that was weird it was a really weird ending also the endings in far cry games are like they're not bad but they're like i don't feel compelled to pick choice number two there's always a clear choice it's like okay either i'm an asshole or i'm not i guess i'm gonna not be an asshole (laughs) because of all this work i put in before so okay well you'll find (laughs) you'll find that in the game Ellie is given the choice to be an asshole or not, and she chooses to be an asshole almost every time. And in the first third of the game, or she do be angsty up to the first half of the game, I'd say, uh, it's a bit of a drag towards like the third to the halfway point, um, because you're not actually given many new gameplay mechanics. The only new gameplay mechanics you really have are like you can jump, uh, you have a permanent knife, and not just shivs um you can prone i think um and you can dodge and that's fine but like other like gameplay mechanics like these shamblers are really just bloaters like you kill them the same way you just fill them up with fucking bullets they just have different attacks but regardless the the way to combat them is to stay away from them and shoot them that's it right yeah that's true yeah more or less yeah and i can't really tell the difference between them half the time so i just deal with them with like molotovs or improvised explosives so i kind of feel like the shamblers is just like a non like a non-attempt at new enemy what i will tell you yeah i think they need the shamblers i think what's missing with them is they need a like novel, unique way to take them down. Mm. It needs to be like, if you can throw a bottle at this weird open part of their back, then they'll die instantly. Mm. But it's hard to, you have to sneak to get to their back. Like some shit like that. That's what it needs. Some kind of a unique uh, Achilles heel, so to speak. And it kind of doesn't have that. It's just like, big health bar, boy. Yes. And that's kind of that's it. That's exactly yeah. it. In fact, you play, there are times like where... Like a destiny boss. Yeah. There are different times where like, the game gives you a bloater or a shambler, and I just don't think about it. I just... Even their silhouettes are so similar, honestly. And, um... It's... I don't... It's not really a spoiler, but the second half of the game, there's like a five-hour slot where you're introduced to more interesting stuff. Just way more interesting stuff. The game's highlight is in, like, the halfway point onwards. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say that. Um, and like the... It's train time! Oh, sake. I'm sorry, I have to have the window open. It's so hot. <laughs> no, it's the... <laughs> it's a feature. I like trains. It's not an interruption. <clears throat> the <laughs> There's, like, a five-hour slot there where, like, the game introduces you to slightly more interesting enemies and interesting more gameplay mechanics and um uh, is it a spoiler to tell you as you that you play as another character that's not ellie or abby no i mean it's abby it's abby you play as abby i mean i've already played as abby i've already played as abby in the beginning so no well you will play as abby i don't think it's that much of a spoiler to know that you're going to play as abby again we've well we've already talked about that yeah I mean, that's a, yeah, we know that. And her section, I feel, is better story. 
her story is just a better story. The thing she does as a character is just so much more relatable and understandable. Um, she, uh, even though she's a boy smasher, even though she's a boy, especially because she's a boy smasher, I'll tell you straight up. Like okay. in the okay. beginning, Abby can take on. Um, she can just kill a, a runner, which is like a, a recently newly infected that hasn't got any weird mushroom bits with her bare hands, just punching it. That's so much more useful than Ellie just getting thrown around by every fucking different enemy. Don't you think? Yeah, I think. Abby sounds great. Apart from the fact that she... introduced her to my grandson. Apart from the fact that she smashed Joel's head in. The first thing she did. Um, Besides that. (laughs) um, But her, her section is uncharted level of like wow because there's so much more interesting stuff and there's like one specific enemy that you're introduced to that you're just like holy shit i wish the game did that a couple more times and wasn't such a drag in the first half because that last half is like fucking gold and i don't want to like tell you what the story is trying to teach you but if you can see it through I think it's I think it pays off. I think it's worthwhile. Cool. That's I'm pumped. I think I'm uh I mean if I had the choice, I like to have exciting stuff in the last half than the first half. Hmm. The half of us. <laughs> Two. I think this is long enough. I think we've a whole episode of us just making sure that we're careful and not going overstepping into stuff that we said we wouldn't. Yeah, I think we did pretty good. I think we did. I think, pretty... I think we really hit the hit the nail on the head. Hit the hit the Joel in the head with the <laughs> golf club. Two. <laughs> this has been the Super Salty Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, you know where the socials are. Max, say goodbye. Goodbye.